you make any financial decisions relating to superannuation, it is essential to seek professional advice tailored to your specific circumstances. The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. Any information contained today is generally nature only. It doesn't take into account your individual needs, goals, or objectives. Past performance is no guarantee of future performance and that there are no guarantees. Hey everyone, welcome to another fresh installment of We Talk Sense. Today we've got a special guest to talk about a topic that we've covered before, but now in more detail uh, with Tim Lambert from Spirit Super. Now the previous episodes that we've talked about superannuation have covered off things like how do I consolidate my superannuation? How do I select a superannuation fund? But in today's episode, we're going to be going deeper into some of those topics that are aligned to getting the most out of your superannuation as we get a bit older. So as we get into today's show, I'd love to introduce our guest, Tim Lambert from Spirit Super. Before we do that, a little bit about his background. Tim has worked in the financial services industry for the last 20 years, including 14 years with Host Plus, where he specialized in account management, member education, and business development, and also financial planning. Tim has developed and delivered hundreds of engaging customized presentations online and in person to thousands of members to help them get the most out of their super. Outside of work, Tim loves to spend time with his family and volunteer. So without any further delay, I'd like to welcome today's special guest, Tim Land from Spirit Super. Tim, how are you going? Yeah, well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you and such an important topic, you know, superannuation. A lot of people... Uh, we found him think about superannuation as an as an afterthought. It's one of those things that they do at the end of each and every single financial year. But uh, as we kick off today's episode, we want to talk about uh, a topic that has been covered before, but a good reminder to our audience is a quote from Albert Einstein: "Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world, and he who understands it earns it, and he who doesn't pays it." It's such a powerful quote, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. It is such a key concept too when we're talking about superannuation, particularly when we're looking at the ability for investments to, to generate significant earnings, both on the principal amount and accumulated interest over time. I love talking about that little snowball, you know, imagine having a little snowball that you roll over once, gets a little bit bigger, keep going, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But the thing about compound interesting interest that I find particularly interesting is just that it the sheer impact of it over time and how the longer we go, the more benefit that we actually derive from compound interest. Uh, one really fascinating thing, Dan, that I've looked at when just running some numbers around compound interest actually is the significant difference that it makes starting particularly early. Uh, so for example, a 20-year-old starting a regular contribution, whatever amount it happens to be, if they were to go all the way till they're about age 40 and then stop and then let that money just continue to grow till they're 60 or 65, someone doing exactly the same thing or even up to four times as much starting at age 40 and going all the way through until they were 60, for example, they still wouldn't necessarily have caught up to the person who stops at 40. So with a significant amount less. So it's definitely a really powerful, powerful, powerful thing. So yeah, certainly get excited about compound interest and, and the impact that that can have on people's final balances and the lifestyle that they then live in retirement. Yeah, that is 100% correct. And, and, and Tim, a lot of our audience, uh, you know, are probably in their 20s or kind of early 30s. And, you know, superannuation is not a thing that they think about quite regularly. But uh, we do 
you know, have to spend some time thinking about uh, as we get a bit older uh, and thinking about the nest egg and the life we want to build and superannuation can be a fantastic vehicle for us to, uh, you know, think about our life after work and setting ourselves up for success. But to bring it down to more of the practical level, uh, as the, listener of the listeners of the show are quite young, uh, here's my first admission is that uh, five years ago, I kind of realized that I had about five or six different superannuation funds from all the employees that I've ever worked at. And it wasn't until that I got into my gov and uncovered all these superannuation funds, it made me really think about selecting you know one fund rather than paying all these other potential fees and things like that that I didn't know I was paying so Tim talk to us about this issue that a lot of Australians actually face but just you know put in that too hard basket and they don't address until they might have to yeah absolutely Dan look apathy really does win out a lot of the time when it comes to actually taking the time and bringing your super funds together And yet at the same time, it can cost you a whole lot of extra money by actually not taking the time. You could end up, for example, having, you know, multiple funds where you're potentially paying multiple insurance premiums that you may not even be aware Mm. of. You'll also potentially be paying sets of administration fees and and just a whole lot of unnecessary paperwork even that comes through to you. I know I personally really don't love paperwork all that much and having three or four funds that I've got to change an address if I move any of those sorts of things, it really is a a good thing to actually think about bringing all of your super accounts into one place. And look, there are, you know, you weren't alone in that instance, mate. It's estimated that about one in three working Australians actually have more than one super account. So, you know, that's millions of dollars that we're talking about each year lost to unnecessary fees. So definitely worth taking the time and considering bringing it together. One thing that we do counsel people to do if they are looking at bringing all their super funds together, though, is to actually just make sure they're aware of what insurances they've already got associated with each of those different funds because when you do consolidate you actually lose whatever insurances you've got with those other funds at that point in time and if you for example have some pre-existing health conditions that might be insurance that you couldn't necessarily otherwise get down the track too so it's definitely worth taking the time to just understand what the insurances are associated with whatever funds that you're looking at bringing together in one place but in a lot of cases it makes a lot of sense to have them all together in that one place. Yeah, that is a really important side note there for people to double check those insurances. And uh, I did a little bit of Googling because uh, uh, I found an acronym in one of my superannuation insurance policies called TPD. And I had no idea what that was. And of course, it stands for Total Permanent Disability. And it will, I was lucky to double click on that one because the fund that I was considering moving to didn't have the specific level of coverage that my previous fund did. So um, I think a lot of people... Uh, probably uh, should have a look at that insurance in a lot more detail just to double check if they are being covered for the appropriate amounts. Um, Tim, how do people actually go about the process of uncovering, number one, do I have these superannuation accounts that I don't know about? And number two, how can they think about wrapping them all together? How, How does one go about that process? Fantastic question, Dan. Yeah, and by the way, we do love a good acronym in superannuation space. There's one for everything. So uh, TPD is just one of many where sometimes things are a little more complicated than they need to be. But look, bringing it all together is really simple. And really the most effective way to bring all your super together is actually via your MyGov account. So everyone's pretty much got a MyGov account these days. 
You can actually jump on, log into your MyGov account. It will tell you what super funds that you've got. As long as the employer, previous employer has actually let the fund know your tax file number details, if they haven't for whatever reason, in most cases they have these, these days because there are some significant fines if employers don't do that. But if they haven't, it is worthwhile potentially contacting old funds to find out who they've contributed to. So that might be a way to chase it down as well. But MyGov actually make it really easy for you to bring it all together in one place. So that's typically the best place to go if you're looking at bringing it all together. Yes, that's uh, it's fantastic. And uh, all the listeners, MyGov can be accessed by anybody. It is the Australian government platform where you can access not only understanding about your superannuation accounts, but all your things like your tax returns uh, and things uh, like Centrelink benefits and things like that. Most people will be familiar with that, uh, Tim, but that's excellent that we know where to go to find out if we've got multiple accounts. Um, now, the the other thing that a lot of people need to consider, which often can be a complicated topic, uh, Tim, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to help us understand this a lot better, is the power of tax deductions in superannuation. It's a unknown um, potential benefit for a lot of people, but walk us through some of the uh, potential areas that we need to know about tax deductions and our superannuation, how that could benefit us. Yeah, for sure, Dan. Look, I, I like to say that superannuation is probably one of the biggest tax breaks we're ever going to get. So it's definitely worthwhile taking the time to actually understand how the tax benefits work in super and actually utilising them to your advantage. So superannuation really is a very effective tax structure. We choose to invest the money inside super, but ultimately superannuation in and of itself is a is a structure that the government have in place that provide really, really significant tax benefits. So for most people, the, the contributions tax rate on money that's going into superannuation pre-tax is 15%. Now, when we're talking about pre-tax contributions, we're talking about contributions that might go in from an employer, or alternatively, we're talking about contributions that you might set up as a salary sacrifice or a pre-tax salary sacrifice arrangement. So tax rate there is 15%. Yet for most working Australians, currently the tax rate is sitting at about 32.5%. So as soon as someone mm. earns between $45,000 a year and $120,000 a year, they'll be paying 32.5% tax plus a 2% Medicare levy. So when you're looking at an option between 15% on a contribution that goes into super or a 32.5% tax rate for an average working Australian, it's a significant benefit for you to actually get that extra money in in a pre-tax format. So you can do that as a salary sacrifice contribution. Your employer contributions are also treated the same way. However, there is another thing that people are able to do. And you mentioned the term tax deductions for super contributions before. And that is where if you pay a contribution directly into your fund, you can actually notify your fund that you want to make a tax deduction on that and have it converted to a before-tax contribution. So mm. the 15% tax gets applied to it and you bring your taxable income down by the amount that you have actually selected to convert that to a before-tax contribution. Very, very effective way of saving. Uh, in fact, I know some people who have actually put regular contributions in as a direct contribution and used it as a saving strategy for when they complete their tax return at the end of financial year. Probably not the way I would choose to do it simply because I don't like giving the tax man 
an interest-free loan. But at the same time, for some people, that is a really good way to look at doing it. And if you do it, look, you're not alone. Over, over 1.2 million Australians actually claim tax deductions on their super contributions, resulting in these substantial tax savings just in the last year. So definitely wow. worthwhile considering. Definitely, definitely is. And, and Tim, do you, do you feel like a lot of people are doing a lot of these deductions later on in life in their sort of their 40s and their 50s prior to retirement? Or do you think that this is actually uh, spread across all the age groups, including people in their 20s and their 30s? Look, I think it is spread, but I definitely think we see more people do it when they're later. Yet, interestingly, as I was saying earlier, for the, an individual in their 20s contributing regularly, it's as good as almost a contribution that might be four times the amount if they were to wait till they're doing it in their 40s. So it actually does make a lot of sense to get contributions in early if you can. Hmm. Yeah, it's incredibly powerful. And I think you know, linking those two topics together from the top of the show, the power of the compounding effect, Tim, let me re replay this back to you. Uh, one is understanding the power of compounding, superannuation being a great vehicle for us to uh, be more conscious about our future retirement needs and the amount of money that we need to live the lifestyle that we want. Number two is getting rid of you know, all of our fees and consolidating our superannuation fund. And thirdly, thinking about uh, the tax strategies that we can employ in order to potentially maximise that future nest egg that's some, that's some really important, um, you know, things to consider. Now, Tim, uh, there's a, a tool that not a lot of Australians know about that actually be a really powerful way to learn more about your super. Tell us more about it. Yeah, look, it's one of my favourites, Dan. So Money Smart, who are actually run by ASIC, actually have produced a really cool tool called the Super Contributions Optimizer. Now, obviously, these tools are only ever as good as the information that you put in there, but the Super Contributions Optimizer tool actually lets you put in how much income you earn, and then it also lets you put in any additional Super Contributions that your employer might be making for you as well, and then you put in an amount of after-tax money that you think you'd like to put into superannuation, and it'll actually spit out, first of all, it'll spit out how much your take-home pay is. And then it'll spit out a recommendation as to whether or not you're better off putting money in before tax or after tax. And it's a fantastic tool. It actually tells you how much you'd put in. So, for example, it might be that you say you want to put in $100, but the recommendation might be to put in about $150 pre-tax because it'll only cost you $100 after tax. So really good tool to actually work out for you the best way for you to contribute. And I'm definitely a big fan of that particular tool. Amazing. And then for those who are wondering, what is ASIC? ASIC is the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, a government department. So it's a fantastic website. Tim, the Money Smart website's got a lot of hints and tips about a lot of different topics. And uh, I didn't know about that one. So I think uh, the audience will love to check that out and see how much they could potentially be contributing uh, based on that tool. Another good acronym too, Dan. There you go. There you go. But Tim, as we start thinking about the fund itself, uh, not all funds are equal. Oh, I think Australians you know, know this, um, but talk to us about the things that we see in our superannuation uh, statement. Now, I saw my statement the other day and I've got return uh, balance portfolio plus, and I had no idea what this was, but we can actually select the type of uh, risk that we want to take in our superannuation fund. I think a lot of people don't know about this topic, Tim. Talk to us a little bit more about the different things that we can do with specific 
funds when it comes to uh, this concept of risk versus reward. Yeah, for sure. So it is an interesting point that you make there, Dan. A lot of people actually have thought that superannuation is like a guaranteed sort of thing, which it's not. Like at the end of the day, there's a thing called the superannuation guarantee, which requires an employer to put at the moment now 11% of your pre-tax earnings into a superannuation fund on your behalf. But that term super guarantee has been mixed up by people a little bit, I think, in the past. That part's guaranteed that your employer is required to put the amount in, but not the actual investment. And so superannuation funds actually invest your money on your behalf, and you actually have a lot of control as to how you choose to invest that money. And yet, as you said before, Dan, a lot of people we talk to, if we ask them if they know how their money's invested, most don't. So it definitely pays to actually take some time to look at how your money's invested and make a conscious choice around that. And you touched before on the concept of risk and reward or risk tolerance. Some of these are terms that we use in in financial planning sort of spaces where we encourage people to do a bit of a risk profile and understand their own attitude towards risk and how that might impact on their overall investments. Now, the key thing to be aware of when we're talking about risk and reward is that they're directly related. So the more risk that you choose to take, the higher the potential return you could expect over the long term. However, there is a trade-off. Because there's some risk associated with it, in particular in the short term, there is what we call volatility or uncertainty. So if you were investing in shares, for example, you could buy a parcel of shares right now and tomorrow they could drop substantially in value. They could also go up substantially in in value in the short term. But what we're aiming for is a return over the long term and the reward that you get by paying the price of taking a little bit of risk is that you will hopefully get a better return in the long term. Whereas if we want a little bit more certainty, we can go a little bit more of that, say, conservative end. Uh, So for example, if we were to invest in cash, you're probably lucky to get about a 1% or 2% return over a 12-month period being invested in cash, but at least you've got that certainty. Albeit, I would say in that instance, you're probably not going to keep pace with the increasing cost of living. So inflation, particularly in the sort of times we're living in right now, you may not actually keep pace. So it's worthwhile understanding that if you choose to take additional risk, you should be rewarded for it over the long term. So at Spirit Super, for example, we've got 11 different investment options. If I was to just break it down to three of our options in terms of some recent returns, our high growth investors over the last 10 years, they've actually benefited with returns on average of 9.1% net and fees and taxes over this last 10 years to the 30th of June financial year. Versus, say, if we were looking at conservative, it's averaged about 4.6%. So uh, quite a bit lower in terms of the lower risk, lower return. And then our balanced option, our balanced option's actually been awarded for sitting in the top 10 over a 10-year period now, and that average return is 7.8%. And that's actually where we put our members if they don't make an individual choice. So funds will have what they call a default option, which is where members will go if they don't make a choice. Uh, But ultimately, as an individual, you've got a lot of control and you should actually take an interest in how that money's invested. 
because the choices that you make in that space, in the same way that compounding can make a big difference, an extra one or 2% return over a 20, 30, 40 year period will make a significant difference to the lifestyle that you might get in retirement. So it's definitely worthwhile taking an interest and understanding how your money's invested. Hmm, definitely, definitely. So Tim, just to recap, if we want to take more risk, we should expect that those returns may not be you know, guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed in, the, in this world. But uh, if we do take the risk, there is that potential for upside. But if we want to remain a bit cautious, we can select a more conservative approach to investing our money. So uh, there we have it, folks. I think uh, to consider something for yourself, uh, you know, for me personally, again, this is just my sort of personal view, I uh, recently uh, considered moving myself to a higher risk um, superannuation uh, strategy because I was willing to take that risk in order for a bigger upside. Uh, you know, someone like uh, my dad, who's getting a little bit older in life at the moment, he's at the more sort of conservative end. So it's really great to see that uh, members can make a choice about what type of risk profile uh, they would like to choose uh, in terms of thinking about their superannuation. Um, Tim, uh, the listeners of the show would love to learn more about Spirit Super and your approach to the superannuation industry, because I think there's something really sort of unique about Spirit Super approach, you know, relative to the other marketplace. But we would love to learn more about Spirit Super in a bit more detail and some of the services that you guys offer that are different to some of the superannuation funds that currently exist in today's market in Australia. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And actually, it's interesting. You just we're just talking about making investment selection and and taking your time in doing that. One of the great services that we do offer at Spirit Super to our members at no additional cost is for them to actually sit down with one of our superannuation advisors and they can do a risk profile, again, at no additional cost for our members and make a recommendation as to the best investment option for them. They can also talk about the other things that we've talked about today too. So they can talk, for example, about making additional contributions and help you assess the best type of contribution that you might want to make based on your own personal circumstances. So there are a number of areas that we can provide that particular service. And one of the great things that Spirit Super does, as I said, we provide it at no additional cost, but we can actually do it either face-to-face. -face, we sometimes do it in the workplace uh, or alternatively, we can do it as an online web type meeting as well. So a whole bunch of different things that we can do in that space. But the key highlight I think that's worthwhile pointing out about Spirit Super is, look, we support over 325,000 Australians. We like to say that we are big enough to make a difference, but small enough to care. And at the same time, we look at providing this quality personalised service to our members. We also look after over 70,000 Australian employers. So we're a pretty decent sized fund in that sense. Uh, we're also an industry fund. So what that means is that we are actually run to benefit our members and not external shareholders. So profits get returned to our members instead of being paid out of dividends, as might be the case with, say, some retail type funds that are typically run by banks and investment companies. Uh, we really do pride ourselves on this excellent service and personalised advice from our Aussie Customer Service Centre to our, our call centre is actually based in Hobart. I mentioned our mm. returns before to you too. So yeah, yeah, handy having a Hobart call centre. I know, I know Qantas in particular have a, a call centre based in Hobart too that I think most of the time you don't end up uh, end up reaching Hobart in, in a lot of instances, but uh, with us, all our members reach Hobart. So I think that's kind of cool. I, I mentioned returns before. So 
that balanced option actually being placed in the top 10 over a 10-year average period is a fantastic thing as well. Uh, we are also recognised as, as an ESG leader by Rainmaker, uh, have a whole range of award-winning awards that we've won over time, uh, and we have some of the lowest fees in the market too. So we only charge $67.60 as an admin fee plus 0.15%, uh, which is capped at $450 in any given year too. So we really are there. We seek to serve our members. We want to actually benefit them and and that's why we exist ultimately is to serve the best interests of our members so uh yeah we're pretty passionate about what we do in that space excellent well that's it's so good to hear tim and i think for a number of different reasons because um people see sometimes as member-based organizations with like insurance uh some people don't actually even know that superannuation funds do have this member owned member benefit run um operation so it's really pleasing to hear about spirits of approach to this sector. Uh, we, we money share that same ethos in terms of being community first and driven. And it's uh, really good to say that if you are in that position where you do want to get uh, some help, that you've got access to somebody here in Australia that can uh, assist you with uh, everything to do with uh, superannuation uh, at Spirit Super. Uh, Tim, as we wrap up the show, is there any last thing that you can uh, sort of talk about in terms of anything that we've covered on today's show that uh, would be useful for the audience? Yeah, for sure. Look, I'd, I'd just really like to encourage people to explore making regular contributions. It is tricky when we talk about, say, our future self. There's there's research that's being done that suggests that when you think about your future self, it's almost like a disassociation that we do where we see our future self as someone else. So it's kind of like helping out a stranger in some ways, which is a lot harder than if you're looking at it and going, okay, I'm personally going to benefit by the choices that I make now. But choices that you do make now will have a significant impact on how you get to live down the track. So it's really worthwhile taking the time to understand this, take it seriously, and really make the most of your super and your future retirement benefits. And your future self really will thank you. So well worthwhile taking the time. And I'd strongly encourage you, get in early, getting consistently because consistent contributions from an early age will make a significant difference to your bottom line at retirement and your future self will thank you. Amazing. Amazing. Well, that's, that's awesome, Tim, to, uh, to think about and for all of us to consider uh, taking a bit of superannuation this new financial year. Final question, Tim. If we were to rewind the clock and go all the way back to uh, when Tim was 20 years old, What's one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? I definitely would have encouraged myself to buy Apple shares, Dan, because uh, <laughs> they, they certainly have gone pretty well since then. But I really would have just encouraged myself to stay the course, uh, be consistent, start early. Uh, it's something that I have done. And so I've certainly benefited from that uh, well into the future now. But yeah, be consistent. I think that's that's definitely key. Uh, and that's what I would have said. Amazing, amazing. That's awesome. Well, there we have it, uh, folks. Superannuation is a powerful tool for securing your financial future in retirement. And by understanding the compounding effects, consolidating your accounts, leveraging some of the tax deduction and benefits that are available to you, making a course that informed decision about your individual risk profile, and perhaps even considering industry superannuation fund like Spirit Super. So you can take control of your super and work towards a comfortable and fulfilling retirement. 
Tim, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today and we look forward to having a conversation with you in the future. Thanks, Dan. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, there we have it, folks. Another episode of We Talk Sense. Please like, subscribe and leave us a review and check out Spirit Superannuation in the links below. And just finally, before you make any financial decisions relating to superannuation, it is essential to seek professional advice tailored to your specific circumstances. The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. Until next time, onwards. <laughs>